You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. My guest today is Brent Ray Fraser a Canadian artist well-known for performing completely naked in front of live audiences at venues all over the world. A YouTube video of his performance on France's Got Talent has received over 17 million views. Brent Ray Fraser, thank you very much for joining me on Sexual Heroes today. And thanks for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. I am a fan And so I'm really excited to have you on today. I think I'll start with a quote that I found on your website. And the quote is, It's easy to say I fell in love with making art the very first time I touched paint. That's a really beautiful quote. Can you tell us about that experience and how that sent you on your path? Yeah, that was, uh, I was about probably three or four years old there. Uh, and I, I can still remember it. Um, I can remember the paint in my hands and I can even remember the first uh, painting that I made with my fingers. And it was an abstract painting with some tempera colors. And uh, yeah, I just, I guess uh, I don't remember what was going on inside of my brain back then. So I was very young, but I can remember the painting. I chose to put that quote on there because I, I wanted it to start at the very beginning and a lot of people don't realize I've been making art since, well, since I could hold a pencil, you know, a lot of people also don't know that I can paint with a brush. The connection that I had with the paint back then, it, uh, it was a naive connection, but I knew there was something to it. And since I made that painting, uh, I never, I never stopped and I never really thought too much about what art was back then, other than I could create things, pretty much anything that I could envision, I could create. And create, you have. Okay, I have one more quote off the website. So, quote, it's ironic, considering where I was in grade one to what I'm doing now, I used to hate having people watch me draw when I was a child, and now I'm painting naked in front of thousands of people with my penis. It's totally topsy-turvy, end quote. Can you tell us about that evolution? That really did go topsy-turvy, for sure. I've mentioned this before in many interviews that I I grew up uh, very introverted, extremely shy. Whenever my parents would have guests come over, I would physically just run and uh, I'd hide. And I'd, I'd hide until they were gone. That's my first memory of the shyness that uh, lingered throughout my life and still does linger. Uh, you know, I don't really think it's topsy-turvy too much. I think that I was meant to do what I'm doing here um, today and what I have been doing really everywhere. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. And when people, people know what a shy person is, but I think I was a bit more extreme and it took me a very long time to, to conquer that fear years it took me years to conquer that fear and you know I and I gained the comfortability in front of an audience a little bit at a time let's just say and yeah it all started with uh 
taking my clothes off and uh, completely exposing myself, uh, becoming completely vulnerable. And I have art to thank for that because if I did not have that way of expressing myself, you know, I, I don't know what I'd be doing today. You wouldn't be Brent Ray Fraser. I wouldn't be Brent Ray Fraser, no. <laughs> so go back to that first time you took your clothes off. What prompted that? Because you can make art without taking off your clothes. So what was your inspiration? Well, back then when I when I first started taking my clothes off, it started with my life as a male stripper. That idea came from something that my father had told me. My, my dad, he's a, he's a professional engineer, and he's a, he's a very smart guy, let's just say, and he's very comfortable talking in front of uh, large groups. You know, he will go to, like, uh, local universities around here and talk to students about his engineering, and, and he gets up there, and he just kind of does it. I guess I, I admired that when I was young, and I asked him once, how do you do this? How do you... What would you recommend I do? And he said something jokingly about picturing people in their underwear in the audience, you know, that mm-hmm. whole thing. And, and I thought to myself, what if I was the one that was naked? What if I was completely exposing myself? And at the time I was, uh, you know, 23, I was out and about. I was a single guy and I thought it would be fun to uh, become a male stripper. And I thought that this would be a way for me to conquer my fears by exposing myself my my very first experience with a male stripper, uh, at the time I didn't know nothing about it, I wanted to do an art project in, in university that would, you know, go towards my curriculum credits as well as uh, help me conquer my fear. And I thought that if I had an art show in an art gallery showcasing my paintings, all handmade stuff back then, and then at during the art show, I would come out and do a, a strip tease and paint with my body. And this was the first time I had painted with my body. Well, let's just step back. I, I came out as a cowboy at the time, and it was a it was Cowboy Brent's first big <laughs> show. And the show was on Valentine's Day, so the gallery thought that would be a, a kind of a loophole into allowing me to do a strip show uh, for people who have weren't expecting it. I came out, did some voiceover work with the cowboy thing. It was really cheesy. And then once I was completely naked, I had a canvas on the wall. I would put paint on my torso, press myself in the canvas. And I thought that that was uh, just wild at the time. Compared to some of the things I do these days, it's very tame. That was my first time kind of expressing myself that way. And I was hooked. What was the yeah. audience reaction like then? I mean, because now when people go to see you, they, they know what to expect. But that first time, people must have been really shocked. I guess so. I mean, yes and no. I, the people that I invited to the, uh, to the show were, were close friends of mine. So they kind of had an idea of what I was doing, but they didn't hmm. know I was doing a strip show. Um, but once it happened, they, I guess people were a little bit shocked. Yeah, I really don't know uh, what the audience was, uh, what the reaction was. Everybody loved it. Were your parents there? Have they seen you perform? My parents have seen me perform. Probably my mom has seen me perform once, and that was on uh, Friends Got Talent. Mm -hmm. They've never been to a strip show. 
Uh, my mom always told me that she doesn't need to see that stuff. And uh, as, as proud as I am showing my parents my, my accomplishments, uh, I know that they don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. My dad, on the other hand, he, he loves this stuff. He's a, he's a showman himself. So he, he loves it. And actually, I get a lot of ideas from my dad as to what, what, I, what I should be doing. And my mom is the, she's the shy person in the family. That's where I get those traits from. And she's also the artist uh, in the family. So I, I gain all those wonderful attributes from her. And my dad gives me the business. The, uh, I guess the left side and the right side of the brain, you know, that's, that's my parents. And then I got a little bit of both of them in there. As you mentioned before, you do, you are, do use more conventional mediums or techniques with brushes. And I've seen some beautiful work of yours on your website, but you also have the more unconventional painting with your body and the performance art. The first time I became aware of you was a video that I saw where you were uh, on the streets of Vancouver and you were naked and walked up to a table set for dining on the street, uh, totally naked, sat down, ate your meal and got up and walked away. And when I saw that, I was, well, I felt a lot of different things. Uh, And one of the things was, this guy's my hero. Can you tell me what the inspiration for that was. And yeah, just tell me a little bit about that. That performance uh, was uh, kind of a collaboration between a a very good friend of mine who passed away a couple of years ago. Bless him. Uh, Mm, His name was Roger, Roger B. Williams. And he was, uh, I'd met this guy maybe 10 years ago. And since then he, he saw me at one of my, performances at a, a gay bar on Davy street in Vancouver. And he turned into a very close friend of mine. And it turns out that this man was kind of a genius and I didn't realize how many other projects he was working on at the same time, but me and him, we worked on several short films and that uh, eating on Hastings street was one of our first gorilla performances. Uh, gorilla performances, an unauthorized um, happening we were working on a short film called Modern Man, and this is uh, one of my first uh, short films about public nudity and what my body and showcasing my body as art. And it kind of uh, was inspired by A, the homeless people in Vancouver, B, public nudity, C, more nudity. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, went down there and just wanted to bring light to the homelessness down down in the, one of the worst areas in in East Vancouver mm. Hastings and, and Main Street and that uh, clip was from a larger short film called The Modern Man we kind of went around town and did several guerrilla performances and you know I, I've gotten a lot of a lot of publicity based off of that performance and I guess it was also a part of part of it was me also finding myself as an artist, experimenting with my body in in public, and the eating was, yeah, it's kind of a not so much a, a sexual thing, but more pushing my own boundaries, 
creating something that was artistic and nude really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it didn't involve painting anything. It was strictly performance art, you know, all about you. It was about me, but it was also about my, my surroundings and placing myself in a kind of an uncomfortable situation out in public surrounded by homeless people who may or may not take too well to me doing that performance, but it went over very well. And I, the very next year I expanded that performance and did a sequel to it where I went down to the exact same location, but with much larger table. And I wanted to recreate the, the last supper. I got my mom, she helped me uh, cook up a turkey dinner and with Roger went down and set up the tables and set up enough places for, for all my disciples. And I invited the homeless people to come down and first come first serve who wants to sit at the table and uh, become a part of the artistic collaboration and kind of pay an homage to Da Vinci or the last supper, you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and take it a step further and, feed the homeless this time instead of just feeding myself. Right. And you were naked again. And I was naked again. And the police showed up this time and uh, broke it up. And I I seemed to get away from it scot-free. Art has been my guardian angel throughout my life and all the the wild escapades that I've gone through. I seem to, quote unquote, get away with things. You started out shy. You challenged yourself by bearing everything. And over the years now, at this point, have you overcome the shyness? Is this when you're taking off your clothes, is it something fun? Is it, do you feel sexy? Is it a turn on for you? Or do you feel more like an exhibitionist? How has your perspective changed or has it? It's ironic because I, I grew up shy. I conquered the fear. I became very comfortable in my own skin I started traveling the world, performing for thousands of people and doing webcam shows and just really uh, becoming 100% liberated. And liberation, I think it's kind of interesting. I say use the word ironic because I conquered the fear. I got up to the point where I was comfortable. And then I started getting a lot of attention, fame, I guess you would call it. And, and I started becoming more shy again and less comfortable in large crowds. I find that the superhero mask that I put on in order to overcome this fear, the fear was gone only while the mask was on. So it's when I'm making art and creating and expressing myself that that fear is gone. But once I step off stage I found that it was a full circle and I kind of went back to that shy person. And it wasn't until I reached the fame that I got that that started happening. I kind of understand now why a lot of artists would say that being famous kind of sucks because you you got no privacy, but my life is my, my art is my life and my life is my art. And anytime I, I create I kind of have to have an audience now. It's like I I can't make a painting. Well, I can, but I prefer to have an audience because the audience gives me that energy that I need to be creative. 
And I guess along the way, I kind of conditioned myself uh, and had a habit of turning on the camera and recording everything, which is great because I got a lot of content now. And but I kind of miss the the shy artists who would just make art in the corner and and focus and uh, lose myself in the painting. And sometimes that's a bit more challenging to do with eyeballs watching you. It's a catch twenty two, I guess. When you're performing in front of an audience, I mean, you're you're naked. You're also, you know, stroking your dick and maybe have an erection while you're painting. And so that's, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I think I, I, well, I don't think I know. I feel more comfortable being naked, even with an erection on stage making art than I would um, walking around doing groceries or something like that. Just some mundane thing. But Hmm. I think my my perspective. Uh, I think that there's always something to learn, and the more that you become liberated, and and the more you express yourself, the more you learn about yourself, and you learn about humanity, the audience. Uh, p- people are so inspired by watching me create. The power of being a creative person is it's an, an insane amount of power, and you can. You can feel that. You can harness it. You can showcase it. I get emails every single day from people from all over the world telling me how much I mean to them that now they they feel like they can come out of their shell. And that's inspiring to me. This is the stuff they don't teach you in art school. And I, I went to art school for 10 years and they never taught me any of this stuff. I just kind of figured it out how to do it. It's very profound when... People are opening up to me. Uh, people I don't know, complete strangers, are telling me their fantasies, telling me things that they probably don't tell anybody else. And because I'm, I've conquered my fears and I'm, I'm living my dreams. It's influencing others to do the same, and that's awesome. You mentioned France's version of America's Got Talent. Yeah, tell me about that. I started penis painting. I don't know, maybe about 15 years ago. And it started off with just simple imprints. I wanted to, I wanted to capture my sexuality as an artist. And I, I would masturbate with paint and imprint my erection as art. It was the simplest of techniques, but very profound for me. And I did that for about five years before I started doing anything else with penis art. And after doing hundreds and hundreds of these monoprints, I call them, I evolved and I had the idea to start doing large-scale paintings, murals, uh, where I would use my penis as a kind of a as a paintbrush or a ballpoint pen, I like to say, and <laughs> it's a simple technique. I put a bunch of paint in my hand and stroke it to the tip, and once there's paint on the tip, I can make a an impression on the canvas. And I started off by recreating large scale murals of my favorite artists from history. So, you know, Andy Warhol, I would, I paint Marilyn Monroe or Da Vinci's uh, Mona Lisa, Roy Roy Lichtenstein's Wham painting. I, I wanted to sexualize my art heroes and I would do, you know, webcam shows and just 
videotape them and they would take hours, sometimes days, sometimes weeks to, to paint these large murals. And, and I'd put the videos online for YouTube and, you know, I got a little bit of interest in them, but it wasn't until 2015 when I got a phone call from Fremantle Entertainment, uh, which is the France Got Talent franchise. And they asked me if I could, uh, if I could paint a portrait in two minutes and if I could speak French. I said, yes, no problem. I couldn't speak French. I have never done a, a portrait that fast before, but this was an opportunity for me. And at the time, I didn't know the significance of performing on that TV show. That was the first time that I ever did a speed portrait painting. And I figured out how to do it in two minutes. And the producer said, well, if you can s send us a video of you doing it, you can get on the show. Well, I did. And then they flew me down to France. I, I painted the uh, uh, Gilbert Rosan's face. He's, uh, I think he's, he was the owner of the franchise. It turned out amazing. And uh, I got all, I got a bunch of yeses and the video went viral and it's still going viral. The significance of that performance opened the doors to me traveling literally all over the world. Uh, to all the different Got Talent TV shows, you know, Germany, Paris, Japan, uh, Portugal, you know, Canada, uh, all over the place. Yeah, it was uh, a life changer. A life changer, big time. And I had never traveled before. Uh, I had never, I've never traveled outside of Canada at the time. And it was uh, very much an eye opener for me. You know, just to go to a different culture and paint with your penis. I mean, a lot of these cities and countries that I go to, it's illegal to do this. And there's some that were wanting me to come to their TV show just to make a change in their country with how male nudity, male sexuality is viewed and arts the... The, I don't know what you call it, the key to opening that door, uh, the loophole. It's very disheartening with censorship and how male nudity it has to be censored, really. Whenever I travel, I, I make a, a point to go to a, a lot of art galleries. And I was in Rome uh, last month and wanted, went to the Vatican Museum to look at some uh, sculptures. You know, you look at these beautiful sculptures by Michelangelo and Bernini and you see the penis is chopped off and you wonder why censorship kind of started back then with these sculptures and you know Christianity and I kind of understand uh, it all but I also think that uh, it's really silly how penis is a, a beautiful thing it's it's a it doesn't make sense that we have to censor this kind of a thing kind of pisses me off a little bit, but it also, we didn't have censorship, then a lot of the stuff that I do may not be as popular. Art can make the change in the world, and there'll come a day where where we can, like, stand up and walk around with our penises out. I've also seen you on Chatterbait, and many times you're painting. Of course, you're naked. On Chatterbait, what I what I like to do is I like to live my life as art and I like 
want to showcase everything that I do, uh, whether it's cleaning or bathing or anything, uh, the mundane things in life. You like doing the mundane on Chatterbait, but another thing that's different about that venue is you're much more sexual. You ejaculate, you use toys in your butt. Do you consider that part of your art or is that a sexual outlet? hundred percent part of my art. Being a performance artist, I naturally consider every single thing that I do art. And that's even the mundane things. Uh, anything that my body, my tool, my art machine does is art. And ejaculating and these forms of expression, which are highly sexualized, are no different than me uh, painting with a, a paintbrush. You know, I was inspired greatly by one of my... Um, first heroes, my first art hero, Jackson Pollock. He had a quote that really stuck with me and kind of changed art history uh, where he would say that it doesn't matter how the paint is applied to the surface. What matters is that something is being said. And art is has many, many shapes, many forms. And ejaculating on there, uh, putting things in my bum. Well, you know, I had, I had, I never planned on any of that happening. And with putting things in my bum, (laughs) that is probably one of the most profound um, art performances that I have done and still do. I've had sex with a man a few times and you know, I never thought that I would enjoy uh, that pleasure, but what got me into doing that was, um, let me just see if I can find it here. I, one of my first statues that I made was a, a replica of my erection, and it kind of goes along the lines of the monoprint painting where I'm capturing my sexuality as, as art and then selling it. Well... I made penis statues of my erection and I just had the idea one day to literally fuck myself. And I thought it would be profound to have sex with art and to put my sculpture inside my body. And that was extremely profound for me because I had never done anything like that before. And the first time I ever did that was live on webcam. So on Chatterbait, that was a, a turn on. It would turn into a fetish that I never knew I had. Hmm. And now I've, I mean, the statues that I made were, were rock hard and they did not feel good. The next evolution to that would be, was to create a silicone mold, a dildo that others aside from myself could use as um, quote unquote and kind of joking, but not joking um, installation art. Because, and I don't even, my brain can't fathom uh, the profundity of other people buying my, my penis and putting it, the art into themselves and bringing them to orgasm. That essentially makes them performance artists. Since then, I've, I've made six different uh, dildos that are replicas of my penis. Some are in the shape of a gun. Some have the balls. Some are just the shaft. 
I enjoy using those uh, online and yeah, I just, I love them very much. And, and to be honest, I, I haven't really sold too many of them, but it wasn't about selling them. It was about the creative act of getting them out there and making an impact on, on humanity with, with my dick. <laughs> wow. I, you really are inspiring. Um, can I clarify? Are do you identify as heterosexual? You know, I, I grew up identifying with that title and along my journey started realizing that I wasn't so much uh, wasn't so much a heterosexual person. I also like to take quotes from my heroes and Andy Warhol um, had this quote and I live by it. He said that uh, labels are better off on soup cans and I don't like labels. I 100% don't think that people should have labels, but identifying with your sexuality is a good thing. That is the one question I get asked the most uh, from everybody is, are you gay? Are you bisexual? Are you straight? I tell people I am art sexual. I became an art sexual as soon as I started having sex as art and using my penis to paint and, and, and fucking myself with my art and fucking canvases, making paintings with my cum. Um, I've made shit paintings. I've made, I've made all sorts of uh, bodily paintings that are highly sexualized. And I think that to be, to be um, pigeonholed into one form of sexuality, it doesn't sit right. Even though I, I grew up in a heterosexual uh, world with heterosexual parents and everybody I knew was heterosexual, it wasn't until I started traveling the world and painting with my penis uh, that I started to open my, my mind and my, my body and my, my sexual interests to, to other things. And I still, to this day, I, I mean, I'm open to all walks of life. I base my sexual attraction uh, to the energy that's felt between two people. But I also don't really have sex anymore with humans. And it's been quite a few years. And I feel that I'm very content with expressing myself sexually as art. And the art sexual title that I give myself, it, uh, it opens the door to all, all walks of life, really, if you consider yourself art. But it's also a, a kind of a, a way to give an answer to those who actually really want to find out, you know, what are you interested in? I like men. I like women. I, I like transgender. I, I like all, all walks of life. And that's my very long answer to that question. <laughs> wow. You just blew me away. <laughs> is there anything that you want to share that we haven't covered something? You know, is there a project that you want people to know about or is there anything you want people to know about you that we haven't covered? I guess I could, I could plug my website that I'm loading up right now with. I've spent the, the past eight or nine months during COVID uh, documenting my entire art collection. I have over 2,500 original works of art. Um, a lot of them are, are penis paintings, uh, nutsack paintings, all these things. And I'm, 
I'm going to be posting them on my website for the Christmas season, and I'm going to be having a, a massive, a massive discount. Let's just say I want to, I want to clear clear the house and make room for more. What is the website URL? Uh, it's uh, brentrayfraser.com. Makes uh, sense. Yep, and uh, my uh, body art website is brfbodyart.com. I am so glad that you accepted my offer to be on the show and thank you very much. My pleasure. It was uh, nice to chat with you and uh, maybe one day we can make some artwork together. Oh, wow. (laughs) I would love that. For information with links about a guest appearing on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes at sexualheroes.com or on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow and message me on Twitter, at Robert Black, XXX, and on Facebook, at Real Robert Black. Thanks for listening.